Welcome to the Latinos in Real Estate Investing Podcast, the top information hub for real estate investors and entrepreneurs within the Latino community. Join us on our journey as the host, Martin Perdomo, the elite strategist, talks about how ordinary people can become extraordinary with the power of real estate investing. Here, he and his guests share their expert knowledge on how to create wealth through real estate investing, the mindset required to become a millionaire, and what it takes to master the craft. This is Martin Perdomo, the elite strategist on Latinos and Real Estate Investing Podcast, and today's guest is Eric Villalta. And Eric Villalta is a real estate, uh, started his real estate career in 2005 as an aspiring realtor during the last uh, economic downturn, during the mortgage crisis. So he's, yeah. he's a credit repair guy. He is also an investor. Him and his group own 40, 40 doors. They're going to be buying another property. He made sure he told me going to be 41 real soon. So, uh, so he's an experienced uh, investor. However, I do have him here today as an investor, and I have him here as a credit repair guy because we have we have an upcoming we have we're going to have upcoming opportunity in the near future here in 2020. It's just right now it's July 2020. So let's call it August because we're in the, the end of July. We're in August 2020 when this episode launches and. I believe there's going to be tremendous opportunity coming up and I wanted to bring Eric so Eric can help us prepare credit wise for what's ahead. Eric, thank you for coming. Welcome to the show. And thank Eric, you. please, please tell us a little bit about yourself, Eric. Who thank you, you are Martin. and what you I appreciate you, you having. Absolutely. I appreciate you having me on here, first of all, uh, just because anything that I can share hopefully is a good taste of value for the listeners, you know, and more importantly, to help people get closer to their financial goals, you know? So thank you for having me on. Uh, appreciate the introduction. Like you said, you know, I started in real estate back in 2005, um, you know, during one of the hardest economic times, you know, I believe when baby boomers and, and realtors were exploding, the industry was changing. However, to say the least, just like it is now, right? A lot of variables out of our control that uh, ended up moving me in different directions. I always stayed with credit-based sales, whether it was working for the mobile industry, I took a, a career on with uh, different mobile companies that were credit-based, especially when it came to business plans, um, moved into commercial payroll, and up until most recently, I was a commercial credit advisor with Dun & Bradstreet, and I did that for many years. It was exciting. Um, it allowed me to help business owners get their foot you know, into the ground, start you know, a platform so that they can understand the buying power, their credit needs, and more importantly, getting what they want at the cheapest possible cost with the best possible terms, right? Because in reality, that's what the credit just represents, right? Our risk and what the terms are that are set before us. So I'm excited to be on this podcast. It's been a long journey. Um, like you mentioned, up until recent, you know, now I own a credit repair company. I took all the knowledge that I had and all the success that I, that I used becoming uh, a commercial credit advisor and making my name in that world and use it on the personal realm. Now, you know, my business is, is so impactful because it's truly inspiring people, to say the least. Uh, they, they finally see that there's a light at the end of the tunnel, that they can get the things that they want in life. And no one is the same, right? We all come from different paths. We all have uh, different beginnings. And I think that life 
affects everyone, you know, sooner or later, whether it's on a financial spectrum, whether it's on a health spectrum, whether it's on economical, you know, work spectrum, I think life affects all of us at some point where our credit could be tarnished. And really understanding the ins and outs of credit was what allowed me to have this business. So now I am one of three partners, like you mentioned, with GK United Credit Repair. We're located in the Lehigh Valley. We were started here in Bethlehem in 2017. And um, we've been doing amazing, you know, with our Latino community, especially uh, because mm-hmm. of the fact that I'm bilingual. My mother is from Peru. My father is Italian and Salvadorian. Um, you know, I come from very humble beginnings. And my parents initially came to this country looking for the American dream, you know, and they didn't have all the answers to finding how to get that American dream. So, you know, this business meant a lot to me. I'm excited to be on here and I appreciate uh, you having me to share my success and what I can do for everyone else. You're welcome. You're welcome, brother. So tell me, so, so you worked for these big companies, you learned how to, you learned how to uh, repair credit. So there's a lot of people out there. Listen, man, from investor to investor, Eric, right? You, you're going to be my guest speaker at my, we're going to talk about that in a bit at one of my events here upcoming because I, the importance of credit, we are headed. I think there's going to be a correction in the market. Just all the data points to that. I've been talking about that. And I don't mean that as a real estate investor, we need to prepare. We need to try, we need to try to anticipate. So one of my mentors says clarity is power. And I'm always talking about that here. And I shared this at my last meetup. But anticipation is ultimate power. So if we can try to anticipate what's happening in the market and what's coming ahead, what I can tell you is, from my experience, and you know, because you was in the in, in the business in 2005, 2007, is that this looks a lot, what's happening right now in our market looks a lot like then, and it's the market is really hot, and the market is going to correct itself. It has to correct itself. When that market corrects itself, are the... Are people going to be in, a, in, in the position to execute on the opportunities that are going to be before them, right? And credit is a big part of that. Having good credit is a big part of that. So as a credit professional, a credit advisor, and a credit repair guy, so let, me, let me ask you this. What are the big things lenders look at when they look at credit? When you look at when a lender is looking at credit and they want to lend this money, can you tell us what are the big things that our lenders are more, most concerned with? Absolutely. Um, so just to feed off of what you're saying, you're absolutely right. I feel like every 10, 15 years, the market almost like re, you know, reanalyzes itself or kind of resets itself. And, um, you know, they, there is a quote, and I love what you said about, you know, true clarity. But, you know, there's a quote that says uh, success uh, or luck is when, preparation meets opportunity, right? So that's when people get, as they say, quote unquote, lucky. So for us to get or put ourselves into the best position possible to take advantage of what happens once all the dust settles with this market, with all these changes is, you know, obviously taking a look at what we're currently doing with our credit, right? What does that mean? First of all, the credit score, because a lot of people see different numbers, they see different colors, they don't know what that means necessarily. Ultimately, the credit is going to determine your risk, right? The likelihood of you paying back a debt on time and how often you're more than likely going to pay it back on time. Are you going to be, uh, you know, a high risk of paying that debt before or after those terms? So what to do to be best prepared? The best thing you can do is 
first of all, be on top of your credit, right? Knowing where you stand, what are the current things you have open? Because that score predominantly, I would say 60% of your credit is based on your current open habits, meaning what is your current payment history on your car looking like? Are you paying always on time? Are you 50% paying on time person? Are you, you know, those are variables that creditors and financial institutions look at more than anything is your payment history. So if those things don't exist, for example, you know, I run into specifically a lot of clients that don't have things open. That's one of the biggest contributors as to why their credit is not where they want it to be. So we have to take a look at, right, how you're paying your bills. You know, what is, how many lines of trade do you have, right? Because whether you have a credit card, an installment loan, dental, plastic surgery, these are all trade lines. You know, mm -hmm. as long as you're paying them off between you and an entity, these things could be reported to the credit bureau. So how is that information getting to the credit bureau? Which one is it getting to? These are all different variables that we need to look at because banks, as some of us know or not know, you know, we could, you know, potentially fall the risk of not getting information reported to an agency, right? So there's certain mm -hmm. things that we pay now, like utilities, our rent, our insurance, you know, those things don't necessarily get reported to the credit bureau. So how do we find what we're doing right and how we can get that information that we're doing right to the credit bureau? And that's what I do for people. I guide them and I teach them most importantly how they can maintain, not only improve their credit, but maintain it with the right positive habits going forward. Perfect, perfect. That's a lot. You gave a lot of good stuff there. Really good. Thank you for that. My next question is you said something in there about uh, keeping an eye on your credit. How does someone keep an eye on their credit? Because maybe a listener is out there listening. Uh, how can they do that? I know there's some services out there that you can get for free that kind of keeps sure. an eye on your credit, but can you share some how, how one does that? Absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, I personally rely on credit monitoring. You know, some people don't have the expenses or don't want to go you know, like you said, there are free ways to do it. Majority of our banks now are offering us the ability to at least see the score. A lot of these different apps or programs won't maybe give you a breakdown of it, but you can get a credit report for free every year. You could actually get a credit report for multiple reasons. If you were denied employment, if you were denied insurance, uh, if you're on unemployment or welfare, you can actually pull a credit report for free annually through annualcreditreport.com. That's a service that is offered to everyone. It's part of your legal right to view and have and see those things so that you can manage them. If you were denied for you know, some, some of the things that I just listed, those are ways that you can pull it for free. There's also multiple applications out there. I'm sure many people have heard of Credit Sesame or My Free FICO or Credit Karma even is one of the biggest ones. Um, I like to have a credit monitoring service that I use, which actually gears me to all three credit bureaus. Because as I just mentioned, they could vary, right? Some of the reasons why we scratch our heads on credit sometimes is because the number is different between all three bureaus. And we're like, why is that? We don't understand how that comes about. So the best way to be prepared is to view what all three credit agencies are saying. And at least for free, once every six months, being able to pull up your credit report. If you have something on your phone that alerts you, like some of my clients, you know, I've geared them into a credit monitoring service because I deal with a lot of business owners and investors like yourself, right? And 
they want to be on top and want to maintain. They have no error or no room for errors. Yes. And therefore, those are the ways to be on top of it. So I'm glad you mentioned that. You said dealing with investors, we have, there is no room for errors or mistakes. We can't afford to have any challenges. Although, although I, I want to make sure that I, I'm very clear to my listeners, credit is important. And I want you to know that you don't need your own money. I want to remind you that you don't need your own money to invest in real estate. And you don't necessarily need good credit to invest in real estate. I want to make sure I'm clear on that because I don't want to confuse anyone. It's important that if you don't have good credit and and you want to invest in real estate, that you begin to work on it because there's going to be some strategies that you need in order to execute, you're going to need good credit. You you don't you don't you could you could do seller finance deals. You can do deals where um, so you're getting private money. So there's different ways to do deals. However, ultimately, in the end, eventually, if you if you're starting out and you want to do this business, your credit is going to come into account at some point or another. So I just want to make sure I disclose that. I don't discourage people when people think, hey, I need to have good credit because you really don't don't to invest. You can do you could do other creative ways. And it's extremely important that you work on it because ultimately you're gonna you're gonna lean in with that. So my next question is as an investor, why is it important, right? You from one investor to another, why us, why are we investors? Uh, so concerned with making sure that our credit is good. Can you share that with the listeners? Absolutely. I mean, there's multiple reasons why. I think now credit is becoming more of um, an importance now than ever, and more than just institutions and lending. Um, You know, up until recent, you know, there's employers now, you know, looking at these things. Um, It does affect you in so many different ways, Martin. Let me explain, right? The reason your credit... Uh, the reason your insurance premiums on your home could be higher is because your credit is poor. Maybe your interest could be, you know, in a higher uh, point percentage that you want it to be. That could be based on credit. How much money you have to put down could be based on credit. In addition to obviously saving you on the best kind of terms. You know, I know in, in the commercial credit world, we talk about terms a lot. Terms is um, a verbiage for what, of all, what are all the facts? What are all the details within this purchase? What is my interest rate? How many months do I have to pay? What is my down payment? What is my monthly cost? All those variables have to do with your interest. And then even further than the, than the initial purchase itself, you know, you have your homeowner's insurance, um, you know, in addition to vehicles insurance, all these other things that could be affected by credit. So it's not just lending lenders or financial institutions anymore that focus on credit, even as a landlord, we do background mm-hmm. checks and credit checks yeah. on our sure. clients because the same habits that you have on paying your bills on time, you're more than likely going to have those habits paying your rents on time, right? So those are clear indications as a landlord, how we can mitigate risk. Because as you said, we don't want to have errors. We want to avoid errors. We want that income to flow. We want that cash flow every month. And we don't want to say, I can't get a payment or I have to meet the payment this month or I have to take it out of another account. That's the last thing as an investor that we want to do. So if we can mitigate our risk less by knowing who we get into our homes or who we're renting to based on credit, that's a huge um, you know, 
determiner as to where wh- which way we're going to decide. Yes. So, you know, you said something that's most likely of your credit is, is, is how you pay your bills, right? That shows you if they have poor history of paying their bills on time, they're probably going to have poor history of paying their rent on time. You know, there's a saying that says how you do anything is how you do everything. And listen, sometimes people come across hard luck and I'm not, I have had bad credit at some point in my life when I was younger, man. And we just didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't have the uh, the financial education that I have today. And uh, and you have, you grow, you grow and you learn. And some people, they just come across bad times, divorce, this, that, the other, and that's okay. Just be aware of it. Be aware that this is something that's important and that you have to deal with. You have to, you have to deal with for your insurance premiums. For many reasons, another another thing I want to just add to what you said, Eric. For investors, is extremely important for us investors on terms because the lower, the better our credit, the better terms we get. So that means the better interest rate, the, the lower interest rates we get. The lower interest rate we get, guess what? The better our cash flow is every month. And if you're buying and holding, the better. The it's it's the name of the game of buy and hold is cash flow, right? Cash flow for me, for me, some guys play appreciation, depreciation game. I play the cash flow game. Cash flow first, appreciation second. And if I have a lower interest, if I can borrow money for cheap to make money, that's the idea. I'm borrowing money for real cheap, but it starts here. It starts right here with Eric. You gotta work on your credit. You got to work on that in order for you to get good terms, in order for you to borrow cheap money, you got to show that you're credit worthy to get cheap money. If you, if you, if you, if you don't have credit worthiness, you're going to pay more money for the money. Therefore, your cash flow is going to be less. So it's all tied together, guys. It's extremely important. Eric, I want to switch it up a little bit. From investor to investor, right, what are you seeing um, what is your experience? What do you think is in the foreseeable future? What do you see happening with the market? Being that you've, you've been in the financial industry for a minute now, 2005. Yeah. So here's, you know, it, it's almost like deja vu, it feels, <laughs> right? Yes, it's almost sir. like deja vu. Yeah. And I remember at one point, um, I remember when and I was doing real estate at the time, it was in the Carbon County area of Pennsylvania. If anyone knows where that's at, it's Mm-hmm. almost all rural, you know, and uh, I remember doing so many showings that almost all homes were foreclosed. It was almost sad, you know, and now with uh, being that almost 80% is is actual rents here, especially in the Lehigh Valley where I live, you know, we're going to be coming across uh, an eviction crisis without a doubt. You know, there's yep. going to be people that unfortunately, because of this pandemic, um, you know, their finances weren't in order right prior to the pandemic. I read an article in the New York Times that, you know, some statistics were crazy. About 70 to 80 percent of our country has less than a 600 credit, less than a thousand dollars in their bank account uh, as savings, you know, and is living paycheck to paycheck. It was almost too painful to read then. I can't imagine how families are getting through it now with unemployment rates skyrocketing and things like that. Unfortunately, we have to be prepared. You know, one of the best ways to be prepared that I used was I got my credit in order. And the way that I was prepared is I, I started multiple streams of income 
by investing in multiple properties. I, I looked at those as like little McDonald's franchises in my mind. I was like opening up my own little McDonald's franchise here in Allentown and Bethlehem because every time I got a property, it was a little bit more of income. And the only way that I was able to get myself in that position so that I can leverage myself now, leverage my time, leverage my money, and now more importantly, my credit is by getting my credit first in order. You know, it was being prepared myself. It was making sure that my bills were on time, that my balances were low, that they weren't maxed out. And I was paying my minimums only because those are some of the worst contributors to hurting your credit. So there are things that we can do that unfortunately our education system does not teach, you know, and those are some of the big things that I preach about. How can I teach this to other people so that they learn all the tips and tricks and get themselves. Just this morning, I spoke to a gentleman who had a repossession on his credit. He was a delivery truck driver. And because of um, my travels, I ended up running into him. His credit has jumped up 115 points. He's close to a 740, 730 change credit score. (laughs) And from a 540 that he was about six to nine months ago, um, you know, I'm just so happy for him. I can see just his whole demeanor, his expression has changed. The fact that he has better credit, I can see a bigger smile on his face because I know that he is that much closer to attaining the goals that he wants this year. And, you know, we can't control all the variables in life, right? We can't control the corona, what happens with our presidency or who's in Congress or what, what changes are taking place. But the one thing that we can control is what we do with ourselves and with our time. And the best investment that you can make in yourself, especially in, in this industry, is in your credit and is in your finances. So, mm. you know, be on top of it. Check your credit score every four to six months. Have an alert monitoring system. Be on top of it. You don't want people running your credit or doing inquiries or adding information that may not be yours. That's another big variable. You know, there's a lot of information that could get added to somebody's credit report and not necessarily be theirs as well. Those are things I run into all the time. So those are different discrepancies that I I like to teach people and help them at least save money and avoid as much stress and uh, save you time as possible. Thank you for sharing that because you, you know, you give people hope. Someone might be listening saying, man, I got a 540 credit score. Uh, you know, I have 500. You just said this guy went from 540 to 740. That's amazing. In, in, in you know, yeah. six months, nine months. Yeah. That's, that's really cool, man. That's, that's really good. Uh, now, what are some actionable steps? Can you give me three actionable steps for that people can, can do right now? Maybe, they can do on their own just because they, they need to start doing something to prepare to execute on and up on the opportunities that are going to be coming ahead. What are three things that you as a professional can tell them to do? I mean, you've given a lot so far, but give us give them three, three steps, easy, actionable steps that you can say, hey, you could do this, do this, this and this and this and you're on your way. Um, if, if before they go see you or while there's, you know what I mean, on their way to seeing you or calling you or something like that. Absolutely. I mean, if if uh, people were to have some kind of credit monitoring system, you know, even some of these free apps like the ones I just mentioned, those are some of the ways just to have an understanding of what's going on in your credit. So um, number one, one credit, reasons, credit monitoring system, number one, is that what you're suggesting? Yeah, I would say like a credit monitoring system, at least a free one like Credit Karma. And why? Mm-hmm. Well, it just not only shows you the score, but it gives you a six 
credit factor breakdown in mm. color-coded green, yellow, red, which we all know, right? Green means good. Red is bad. Yellow is not so much. So it gives you a breakdown of six important factors that individually contribute to your credit score, some impacting more than others. So I would say number one is being on top of your credit and having, you know, something as simple as credit karma, right? Not to promote credit karma because I don't own them. I don't get any royalties for credit karma. I don't, I don't have any association with them. I just happen to like their service, right? Um, unfortunately, they only show you one out of the three bureaus, so that's where it gets tricky. But being on top of it and knowing where you stand, pulling your credit report or having a credit monitoring service. Uh, number two, engaging, you know, asking questions, um, you know, watching, you know, if you're, it's some of the biggest things that I did in, in every industry, especially is uh, get around people who are doing it. Look for a mentor. And I think, you know, you spoke about that at your presentation, which, you know, blew me away. That is one key piece that we fail to miss. We cannot do everything on our own. You mm -hmm. know, we can't come from being a, you know, a, a police officer or, you know, an accountant and just jump into this and expect that everything is going to go our way. We have to find a mentor. Find somebody who's done what you want to do in life. Mm -hmm. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Mm -hmm. because this is not the first time you're going to hear information that's going to help you get closer to that real estate goal. You know, yeah. you have to get around the people that are speaking the language that you want to learn. Right. That's good. Counsel. Good counsel. And number three, you gave us two credit. Oh, so that's two. And then, and uh, well, number three, uh, obviously, you know, your, your finances, you know, what are one of the biggest things that I looked at is, you know, if I wanted to start investing in real estate, what are the small things that, I can minimize. In my opinion, those are things that we look at and we, we overlook, I think, sometimes. You know, um, I started realizing all the money I was spending on my coffees, all the money I was spending on my dinners. You know, those are things that, as in, in finances, we want to look at what is coming in and what is going out. You know, are you projecting to save for your down payment within the next three to six months? Because if I'm working on your credit and I help you boost your score, 70 to 100 points within, you know, 30 to 90 days, you're going to love me and you're going to want to pull the trigger. But the next thing you're going to need is a little bit of capital, maybe not a lot, but what are we doing to put ourselves in the best position to pull the trigger? Mm -hmm. And I look, I like looking at all angles, you know, expenses, income, credit, you know, the finances and being on top, which is monitoring. It's, it's maintaining the maintenance so that your success stays as green as long as you can. Perfect. Perfect. Now I want to ask you about the, so you said, you said you mentioned something about uh, uh, when you came to my event, yeah. how was that experience for you? Cause I, you talked, we talked about being around other investors and I, I, I want to hear your perspective. How was that experience for you coming, going to a real estate investors meetup? Cause I'm always telling, and I'm always telling you, you're going to be a speaker at my next event as, as, as you know, but we're going to talk about this because this is important to me. This is something that I know. I know the importance of having good credit. I know the importance of, of what it can do for you and how you can use your credit to leverage cash flow and use other people's money to make money. And it starts with your credit. So how was that experience, you know, for you? If I had a word it, I would say culture. You know, I'm, I'm a big believer in culture because, 
you know, with, for anything to be successful, you have to have a strong culture. And by walking into that room, I could literally feel the warmth of people who wanted to answer my questions, you know, do business with me, give me feedback. I was, it was very eye-opening because I've been obviously to many different companies. I've presented for many real estate offices, mortgage lenders, different banks, um, First time that I've actually gone to, you know, that area and actually sat in a real estate investment um, course or training in a, a seminar. And for me, it was very eye opening because I can see how this could be a huge contribution to someone having success. As a matter of fact, one of the things I told my business partner, uh, GK, who also owns the company with me, um, I was like, this was such a cool event because of the fact that you can go there and meet other investors, other people that are starting off like you. You can meet people who are, have been in the business for years, people who already have 20 plus properties. So you can meet your, your starting person who's getting in there, getting their feet wet, learning all the terminology, learning all the ins and outs, all the loopholes to saving money, which everyone wants to know. Right. But yeah. nobody wants to put in the time necessarily to do that. These events allow people to just extract all that information so much easier. And even so much so uh, further than that, they can invest with other people that they meet in that group, which I thought was very impressionable. I, you yeah. know, I met that couple that you were talking about. I think his name was uh, I know her name was G and I think his name was Mike. Mark. And Mark. She was, Mark, she, Mark, one of my, Mark. My student. Yeah. My, two of my students. Yeah. Excellent. And I love the fact that they were able to meet by going to that location, engaging with other people who have the same mindset, and they did something together and got their own property together, and now they're business partners. That, for me, was super impressionable because you usually don't see people that just get into a room and mingle and do business like that right away and have immediate success. So the fact that they have a system to follow they have a place to show up at where they can learn a system and then execute together with the guidance of veterans. That's amazing. You know, it's literally like holding somebody and walking them into their own success. And I love that because what I do for my credit clients is try to guide them as easy as possible as to how we can get them to that goal. So that, that was my next question. Thank you for that, by the way. Uh, we, uh, we strive, my group, my team and I really strive to create that environment. That's why I'm always telling people, go to RIA meetups. It doesn't matter. You know, you could be in California. We have a big, we have a big following. This podcast has a big following in California. Guys, wherever you are in Canada, it doesn't matter around the world, wherever you are, go to your local real estate investors meetup if you want to become an investor. If you're a newbie, it doesn't matter. Just go, be around the energy, be around the people, learn, grow. You never know. You beat 50% of the people by showing up. You never know who you're going to meet there. You never know if you're going to meet your next partner there. So that leads me to my next and final question, my friend, and that is, what is it that you do to help people? How, how do you actually help people with their credit? So someone's listening and they're saying, man, I really like Eric. I really like what he's saying. How can Eric help me? What is it, how, what is it that Eric does that can help me improve my credit so I can be in, a, in that position when the opportunity come, comes in, in, in the future that I can execute on good deals? Absolutely. Very good question. Um, I'm very passionate about this one. There's so much that I would love to talk about, but to keep it brief, 
what I really specialize in is removing negative derogatory or accounts that are impacting your credit and removing scores, right? I'm very good at that. That was one of the biggest things that I did in, uh, in commercial credit is disputing major collections. Um, and I handle things as light as removing minor inquiries. You know, you might have somebody who needs, maybe they pulled their credit, you know, more than they should have, you know, maybe they have a, you know, I spoke to a gentleman who has uh, 15, 20 inquiries in just the last 30 days, right? Anyone who's in banking is probably going to look at that and say red flag. So those are things that I do for people as minor as that and as severe as removing bankruptcies and repossessions and charge-offs for major credit cards. Um, those are things that I have all had success with many times in the past. So I put them through a program where I can get majority, if not everything off. And I say that because there's no guarantee, right, to, to these um, disputes whenever we investigate accounts. But I'm very good at removing and saving people thousands of dollars in collections and debts from having to pay back. That's my number one goal is what I can do there to clean up as much negative information as possible in the least amount of time as possible. Two, save the client as much money from having to pay back because the reality is if they were in a position to do so, I wouldn't be in business, right? And then three, teach them how to maintain and improve their credit, maybe by opening up a few accounts, starting positive trade lines, Maybe if they already have one or two credit cards that are showing some positive behaviors, what can we do to expand that and make that even better? So my goal is to get people at, at the very least into their financial goal, getting pre-approved for a home. I've had many success stories with, you know, personal, my personal title agent that I use for a lot of my homes, um, you know, get him his dream car of a Corvette. You know, I've had people get a $20,000 credit card. I've had people get a $1,000 at closing because their credit was so good that the bank wrote them a check back for a thousand bucks. Those are the success stories and the things that I live for, you know, and at the very least, what I'm going to do for you is improve your overall financial health so that you can be closer to getting approved for what you want and deserve out of life. Perfect, man. You could not have put it any better, brother. So if anyone wants to get a hold of you, how do they find you, Eric? Someone was like, is thinking, someone is saying right now, yep, okay, yep, I need to, I need to start taking action. I need to start taking massive action. This is the first step, guys. Listen, you need to be looking for deals. You need to be always looking for deals. You need to be talking to realtors. You need to be in the game. You need to be at RIA meetups. And if your credit's not good, you need to be doing this at the same time. You need to be working on this at the same time because eventually this is you're gonna this the rubber's gonna meet the road where your credit is gonna it's gonna eventually eventually it's gonna happen right so where can people reach you Eric how can people reach you brother yes so I mean they could shoot us a message or an email I should say directly to GK United LLC at gmail.com we're on all social media platforms as well uh, Instagram Facebook as GK United LLC uh, and it's all together so if anyone has questions they can DM us private message us uh, you can go directly on our website which is GK United LLC.com um, you can watch a quick video. It tells you a little bit more as to how our company works and what we do for you. 
And if you want to go and fill out a a free consultation, you can fill out a quick one-page summary, and we'll gladly get back to you within 24 hours and make sure that we have all your questions answered about credit. Eric, thank you so much. This was fantastic. You shared a ton of a ton of a ton of uh, valuable content, ton of valuable information, and I'm sure this is going to help and impact many, many people's lives that that are listening right now. Guys, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to, if you want to improve your credit and you you got some questions about your credit, you this is the guy you need to call. Again, remember you need to be in meetups. Eric said the three actionable steps. I'm going to read those to you again. Credit monitoring or monitoring system. You need to get some sort of credit monitoring system. Number two, engage, ask questions, find a mentor, find someone that's fiscally, financially healthy that you can model, ask, ask questions, right? And start paying down some of the things that you have, as Eric said. Guys, again, thank you for listening. You've been listening to Latinos in Real Estate Investing Podcast. And as usual, everything will be in the show notes. Eric's information, all of my information will be in the show notes. Happy investing, guys, and we'll see you soon. Eric, my brother, thank you for being here. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you, Martin. I appreciate you having me on. I hope I can help out anyone who reaches out. I'm looking forward to more information like this. Perfect. Thank you for listening to the Latinos in Real Estate Investing podcast, the top information hub for real estate investors and entrepreneurs within the Latino community. If you like to invest passively in real estate with our group, please email martin at premierridgecapital.com.